0: Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is to TK Kirkland. You listen to the TK Kirkland
1: podcast. That's so, awesome. ladies
0: and gentlemen, this is the TK Kirkland podcast. If my voice sounds a little horrible, the weather has changed. So, the heat, uh, I turn the heat on in hotel that. Does something to my nose and throat, so it has to clear for a minute. But I still can make it happen as long as it doesn't hurt. So this is the TK Kirka podcast. Earlier this week, I had posted a video of a young woman and her mother discussing she being touched, and her mother was saying how her dude is a good man, he pays all the bills, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It went viral mm-hmm. and. People lost their mind, and this sister right here reached out. Well, she didn't reach out, she posted something that caught my attention, and I thought it would be great to interview her because I think you are a counselor, if I'm not mistaken, and a type of the center, and she said in the comments how this happens all the time, and I wanted to bring this to the world's attention this week and forever after this is right. to be, um ladies, be careful of who you allow in your home and who you leave your kids with, especially your girls, but at the same time, be careful with your boys as well because the girls get attacked and the boys get attacked and this young lady here is going to discuss this with us, the the signs of everything to be aware, and things that you could stop doing. But then also, there are some women who condone this, and hopefully, yeah. you can also give us a number that people can call who are frightened and who are scared that sure. they. Um, you could tell them who they call and what they need to do to um, have um, strength yeah. to go and do it. Because sometimes it's a brother. Sometimes it's a sister. Sometimes it's a dad. Sometimes a mother right. or cousin. True. Yep. So yeah. So tell us who you are. Tell us your experience, and let's rock from there.
1: Sure. Yeah. So my name is Lovelle Ward, and um, I apologize for my voice as well. It's deep already, but I I'm I just got over a cold, so I keep you on the heater stuff. Um, I am a an associate clinical uh, professional counselor here in California. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm an associate, meaning I have my master's already completed. It does take us about three years to get um, full licensure in California. So I am about a year out from completing that. So I've been working as a counselor. Um, This is my fourth year um, working clinically. And then I've done a lot of mental health um, speaking and advocacy before that um, for the past about five or six years. Mm-hmm. And so um, my employment is actually in a youth-based agency, which is why that post that you put really stood out to me. Uh, mm-hmm. My clientele is from ages, technically from ages zero, but my youngest client right now is age four up to age 20 and a half. Right. So I'm working a lot with teens, pre adolescents, and um, my specialty is trauma, is, is um, Family trauma related to like you hear about c p s cases people being neglected and taken from their families and put into foster care that's a lot of the stories of my clientele so um it gets really intense, and I will add that statistically one out of four um young women that I work with have been um sexually assaulted or molested in some way, but I'll also include that one out of six young men. reported to have had the same experience Mm -hmm. so it does lean a little bit more on young women but i think we have to be careful of our young men as well yes i I don't have a an official statistic um a number that i could place on it but i will say the majority of the clients that i um work with had a sexual assault at the uh the experiences at the hands of someone they know it's not like Mm -hmm. a lot of stranger danger right it's it's people in the house. Uh, okay. Sometimes, sometimes less frequently, blood family members, much more frequently. It is, you know, mom's boyfriend or, you know, the next-door neighbor that watched the kids or something like that. So, um, you know, I hear some really harrowing stories of people that are supposed to be loved ones and protectors and that are doing really terrible
0: things. Mm-hmm. Give us three of them, dear. Give us three one three harvest horror stories in your journey. Okay. really touched it, because I want people to to hear it, you know?
1: Sure. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Probably the most impactful one that I have seen within the past year is I have a 13-year-old client, 13. um, young woman was taken from her mother's home. There actually were six children altogether, all girls actually, that were taken from the mother's home, and mother was an addict, or is currently an addict. Mm-hmm. And mom effectively was selling her daughters. She had people coming in and out of the home and expected certain sexual favors and things. Um, at some point, it started with mom. Mom was working, you know, kind of in that life, in the, mm-hmm. kind of life and was participating in those behaviors. At some point, someone requested the participation of my client, who was the second oldest of the children. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Mom was like, okay, and that was the start. I think it happened for about three years before the authorities actually took the children out of the home. Wow. So, this kiddo is 13 years old. She's not sleeping. She's having really promiscuous behaviors. Her grades, of course, are abysmal. She's missed uh, nearly two years of school, so she's behind academically. She has a lot of trauma. She's fighting. She has, you know, because, you know, depression and trauma comes out in other ways. Wow. She's at school, physically assaulting people, you know. So, you know, the the repercussions, I think, are far greater than the immediate effect when it comes to sexual assault and things. And um, that's probably the most alarming kind of scenario. Um, Another kid um, that I work with, she's a little bit older, and um, her abuse was at the hands of a stepfather. So her mom had had, uh, remarried that, bio dad was not in her life Uh Um, he comes in the house and is very well to do has a good amount of money and that sort of thing Um, she disclosed the abuse to her mom when she was about 13 and mom similar to the video that she posted mom was like i don't know what to tell you he's taking good care of us what do you want us to be homeless like Uh what do you want us to do you need to make sure that you're covering up and and he just that happens to a lot of us so deal with it it happened to me and really just kind of left her in that situation for several years until um, other family members, actually mom's sister, intervened and made sure that she got pulled out of the household. Mm -hmm. Um, She's 17 now and can barely leave the house because of some of the trauma that she's experienced. She has really extensive needs in terms of anxiety and that sort of thing, and um, definitely a a direct result of that trauma she experienced. Um, and the other probably that three that the other probably most memorable client experience is a young man, and he had a very similar scenario, but uh, mom was kind of having a hard time had two young boys mm-hmm. and ended up living with a friend of hers um not wasn't her romantic partner um but she actually was gay, and then um after some time in the home. He had given the boys their own room, and you know was lavishing them with gifts and things like that. And after some time in the home, he started to creep into my client's bedroom in the evening. Right. Um, client didn't have words and was very angry. Started to get in a lot of trouble at school. Um, in this particular case, the mom did act once he disclosed it to her, but it had been nearly two years before he had the words, you know, or was able to say, "Hey, mom, this is what's going on." So. Um, out of the three stories, that gentleman is actually in jail. um he did go to jail for his crimes. um the other two there's been no arrest or anything like that that I know of, and of course, they're all in therapy, so who knows what the repercussions will be in the future
0: so here's my question so the 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 authorities then go get the other parents or the people who were a guardian at the time to put who put the kids in danger. Well, how does that work
1: so it it, it gets really, really tricky. And just like with a lot of court cases, I think if they don't have a very firm description of how it started or um, a report isn't made immediately and there's not some medical backing to that, sometimes it's, it gets to be kind of a he said, she said story. Mm. Um, and the only the only one out of those three, three cases that I mentioned that there was an actual arrest, um, once mom mentioned it, the, um, or pardon me, once the kiddo told mom, then she immediately filed a police report and kind of went that route. So I think that's why there was some actionable things there. There was one violator. There It was very specific, right? But in the first case that I mentioned to you, there's not just one assailant. There's several. And oh. mom has a history of drug abuse and things like that, and she's undergone treatment and and so forth, but it gets a little bit murky, to be honest. I don't think that there are actionable arrests um, and legal repercussions as much as we would like to think. Um, I I don't know the numbers on that either, but I would say Mm -hmm. the majority of the cases where I have someone in care who's experienced sexual assault, there's not, the majority of them, there is no one that's been arrested or charged for those crimes.
0: Wow, that's not good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's done mm-hmm. and sometimes they'll go into foster care and then be re victimized, because right? foster care is a murky system and I don't wanna I don't wanna dispel all the foster care system. I know there's a lot of really hard working people that are trying to take care of these kids and, and help them, but it's not a perfect system, right? So sometimes people mm-hmm. are victimized and sent them to the system to help them and then are re victimized. This is how we have a lot of kids that end up being runaways or homeless when they experience this sort of thing and they kind of feel like, well, no one cares. No one did anything about anything that's happened to me, so I don't care about my life either, you know. And Mm we see a lot of effects from that in their actions and um, sometimes drug use, you know, that cycle continues.
0: Um, it gets really really hard. Yeah. Now, what made you get into something like this?
1: So it's interesting. I go with give mental health talks and things, the the very onset of my own um, mental health work was being diagnosed with depression and anxiety myself. I had a sexual assault when I was young Mm -hmm. um, that I didn't report for years and didn't have the words and, you know, a very kind of similar story. And, you know, I grew up in a very traditional kind of black family, strong mom, very Christian. So when I was kind of getting sad and having symptoms, it was very much a kind of like pray, pray about it and things will get better situation. Mm-hmm. So my mental health issues just kind of compounded and it wasn't until I, I, I essentially had a breakdown when I was in college. Um, that's when I started to actually get some mental health care and wow. the work of the therapist that I worked with literally saved my life. I was suicidal at one point. I was really in my darkest point and sitting with a therapist and going through mental health care, and I even was on medication for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Um, That pulled me out of that dark spot. And so I just really felt obligated, like, I have to give back. I have to go help that that little black girl that is me. Mm -hmm. When I was 12, like, who doesn't have the words, doesn't know what to say, I I, I just felt really drawn to go and give back. So when I'm not, you know, in session, um, you know, treating clients, I'm out talking to people. I share right, my story. Right. You know, my story is always always joked that I went from one side of the couch to the other, right? Because you know, I was given therapy. I was I, I was going through it for years. I, I self medicated. I certainly um used and tried to numb all of the pain from the things that I had experienced and therapists taught me how to deal with those things. And so that's that's why I've dedicated my life to this work.
0: Wow, that's good, uh I mean, unfortunately, it was, it was bad that the other thing happened to you, but I'm glad that you found strength to um, to continue to help other people.
1: You right. Know, you know, yeah. I, I, I honestly think that it's it's a form of therapy for me as well. I think it's very cathartic when I am able to speak. Like, this type of conversation that I'm having with you, I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I go into the community and do this sort of thing all the time, and... You know, every once in a while I'll get an email or I'll get, even at the event, sometimes people come up to me and say, oh, my God, I went through that too. Or, you know, you've been inspiring, I'm going to go to therapy or, "I'm," you know, something like that. Then it just makes it all worth it because we have to know, especially within the black community, we have to know that our wellness is paramount and, it, and our mental health is just as important uh-huh. as our physical health, right? Yes, um, you talk all the time on your podcast, of which I'm a tremendous fan. <laughs> you talk oh, thank about, you.
0: Thank you.
1: Of course, you talk about caring for ourselves. You talk about walking. You talk about making sure um, that our health is good and, you know, drink, not drinking or not drinking to excess and things. I think all of those things are really important in terms of sustaining our long-term mental health. Yeah. Um, and laughter, honestly, you know, your... Uh-huh stand-up, that is so therapeutic and important, and you're telling truth and giving wisdom, and I think all of that is intertwined in our mental wellness, you know?
0: Yes, it is, you know, and I just sit back and, man, and, you know, sometimes you get so caught up in your own world mm-hmm. if you don't think these things are out there until you see it, and when I put it up, I said, man, when you hit me, everybody really bought my Attention to that because I've been on a bubble and every now and then it might crush your mind. How can it not from the news or you hear something? Right. But I wanted to do this interview this week so that people who are going through something can reach out to someone. Who can they reach out to if this is happening in their lives right now? The young men and women,
1: right? Do um, I do. Yeah, I, I think that in. In some counties, um like here in Sacramento county, where I am in California, we have a two one one phone line set up to connect you with all the mental health resources. Mm-hmm. Um, occasionally that's not available and that and that if you're in an area that maybe is a little bit more remote um there are national numbers and i would, if you don't mind, I can pull it up uh, for my phone but um I think nami um, is is a really important uh, mental health institute that um has national offices. They have an office in Sacramento. I've worked with them before. Um, and they are spread all around the United States. And they okay. offer very specific care. You can call and speak with the counselor on the phone if you're, say, um, dealing with substance abuse or if you're suicidal or if you're an LGBT person. Um, they have very specific support that they can lend to you. Um, but there are toll-free 1-800 numbers that you can call. Um, and be guided to the, the best resources in your area. And I think that's really important. Um, here in Sacramento, I work with Stop Stigma Sacramento, really huge agency funded by the county. Um, yes. And um, they are just paramount in in kind of connecting all of the resources in Northern California. So I certainly would pay them if you're in this region. Um, but nationally, there are some... Some organizations that can help really specifically. Uh, I think i pull up here just one second, just so I can say an actual national member.
0: Okay, yeah, that's important, national. Because we're all over.
1: Right. I know you have listeners you know, across the world. I don't have any global ones quite yet. <laughs>
0: okay, it's cool, it's cool. But they'll figure They they' They got Google.
1: Right. So mm-hmm. NAMI is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. What is it um, called again? NAMI, the National Alliance. NAMI. NAMI. N A M I.
0: M A N I. Mani.
1: NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. Oh, NAMI.
0: N A M I. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Okay. thought we said M A first. Okay. Go ahead.
1: Yes, and their national helpline is one eight hundred nine five zero. Or you can text the number 988.
0: Okay, or you can text nine eight eight on your phone.
1: Correct. If you if you create a text message, just make the recipient number nine eight eight and you can say, you know, please help, or I need to speak with someone, um, and they will connect you. They can connect you via text as well.
0: Wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So to the... so Now I'm going to take over for a second. So to the men and women who are doing this foul shit to people, come on, you guys. This shit don't make no fucking sense, even down to sex trafficking. Like, are you really that horrible of a person to want to hurt people in such a manner? Let's talk about this on stage the other day. So when you sit back in your old age, if you live that long, I want you to ask yourself, what have you contributed to the universe? Did you contribute pain or did you contribute love or hate? And, or did you help someone? Because this type of shit, doing this to the females, doing this to the boys, and it's on my radar now, people. So I've going to be talking about this for a long time. And I'm going to make sure that I make sure that the energy of this universe will cast upon your ass to hurt you and destroy you to the point that you have bad health, that people who you love will die, or you even die. That's how powerful and connected I am to the universe. Trust me when I tell you this. I'm that connected with the universe. Now hun, now listen.
1: Yes
0: on October seventeenth I am at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. That's that's not too far from you.
1: No, that's not. Oh I'm there, I'll go.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna leave you four to go. tickets for your show. For my oh, show.
1: That was, oh my that'd be amazing. I'm there. So that, I saw yeah, you, so that right now. One time that, in Atomic Tees and Rancho before it closed. And that's thought they oh, okay. therapeutic. I probably laughed a long hour. <laughs>
0: yeah, Sacramento, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. my thing is um, now you can bring your husband and you Absolutely. can invite two other people that you find to be fascinating and you can turn them on to a good time. And that's my gift for you for being on the show with me and helping me to um, bring this to national attention on my show. I know some people, and you got some commercials to do this, but I wanted to do this on my show. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, listen, this, um, what's the date this week, what's the date Thursday, Friday and Saturday, what's the dates real quick?
1: Uh Thursday is going to be, uh, the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth of October.
0: All right. Which one is the fourteenth?
1: Um, fourteenth is Friday.
0: Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, catch me this week coming up at the world famous Toledo funny bone um, October fourteenth and fifteenth. Tickets are going fast, yo. Get your tickets somehow, some way the the world has caught on to me. And the shit has been insane. And I always want to show you love the love to Charlemagne, the God Blad TV, um, Drink Champs, ladies and gentlemen. Eighty-five stop my podcast and the things that all the major platforms have done for my career. I'm truly, truly thankful for that. Um, I want to thank you, dear, for making this a career to help people. And But at the same time, it's sad to know that this has been going on for so long and people wake up to hurt people in this manner. It's a shame and how some people get away with it. True. Some people get caught. Some people are um, regretful after they have come to terms with themselves or they know that they were doing the wrong thing. All the...
1: True. All yep, this very thing. much,
0: right? So we wish everybody help and strength to become better, better, a better, better person. That's all you can
1: Absolutely.
0: do. You know, that's yeah. all you can do. And to the young men and women, you know, try to record your situation. Do not be afraid to tell someone. Yes. Do not be afraid <laughs> to tell someone. All right, that's important. This is the TK Kirkland podcast to everybody um, around the world, Japan, Dubai, Australia, to the fans that reach out to me. If you have stories, you want to bring something to the forefront in this world or in your life, um, DM me on my Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. To the people who have already DM'd me and shared your personal life with me, please give me time to, get back or redo, do re-send re- a DM because sometimes I have so many that I forget and sometimes I'm so busy and sometimes if I don't wear my glasses, I skip shit, so it happens. <laughs> <laughs> all right, can just keep it real because I be glancing through things sometimes, so sometimes I have to, you have to send it again so I don't glance. All right, because <laughs> my daughter always say, Dad, you got to take your time to read this stuff, you know, so, um, it's something that I'm working on myself so I can get back to everybody. Because one guy I did an interview with a couple of weeks ago, he went to school as a, a freshman by the time oh, I heard called, graduated.
1: Did I you heard hear that, that one? You said, what, <laughs> <laughs> what
0: year did you think
1: that is? Yeah, that was about five years ago.
0: <laughs> oh, that was so fucking hilarious! But it was man, but still, he, a great,
1: still a great conversation.
0: So Yeah, know. but he listened to me, didn't he? And if you listen to me now, my man, God bless you. I hope you're doing well. And to all the people whose lives have changed, I, you young boys, y'all come up to me, I want you to know I listen to you, I make eye contact with you, and I'm so happy that you guys met me, and I'm so happy I have this platform, that you have a O.G., that really tells it like it is, because it's truly having an effect. And my show is not five star for nothing. We give good information, we change lives, and we try to treat people really, really good to put them on the right path, and that's important. And you have contributed to the show as well, and I truly appreciate you. You have my number. Make sure you reach out to me on those dates. I'll put every, um, I'll leave your name at the door, and boom, okay. we're gonna have a good time.
1: Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: it. Take care of yourself. Have a beautiful week, okay?
1: You too. Bye-bye.
0: This is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast, y'all. You already know what it is, but your pain be champagne. Peace.
1: Make sure you follow T.K. Kirkland on Instagram at T.K. underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com.
0: This episode of The TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.